Warning, this podcast is intended for adult audiences only. We discuss sex and sexual relationships in a frank and open manner. We are not marriage and family therapists or sex therapists, and the content provided is for informational and entertainment purposes only. If you are under the age of 18 or do not wish to hear explicit discussions about sex and sexual relationships or adult language, then you shouldn't listen any further. But if you are, well, grab your seat, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Accidental Swingers. We're Marina and Tristan, a longtime married professional couple in our early 50s. Kids, dogs, cats, vacations at Disney World, you know, the whole nine yards. But in 2018, we decided, after years of kind of talking about it, to live a non-monogamous lifestyle. But it wasn't that easy, was it? No, it wasn't. You see, we sort of accidentally started swinging. Yeah, we did. And we found our story so humorous and fun that we decided to record and chronicle our journey for ourselves so that we could go back and listen to our adventures. And boy, have we had some adventures. Yeah, we have. In the last few years, we've found that we really love this lifestyle that we've chosen. And it's not only strengthened our marriage, but it's also helped us to grow both as individuals and as a couple. And as we began to go back and listen to our recordings, we realized that others may really benefit from listening to and hearing about our mistakes and our very candid discussions about what we were going through and experiencing. We talk about and we laugh about. We laugh a lot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we do. We laugh about the mistakes that we've made, the crazy things that we've experienced, and the exciting things that have happened to us. But we also talk very openly and honestly about the tough times, the emotional landmines and pitfalls we had to navigate, some rougher than others. So we thought that we'd create this podcast so that others may gain some perspective or some insight and maybe even learn a lesson or two about what to do and what not to do in their own journeys. And basically, you'll join us on our journey in real time because we will include excerpts of our recordings. Some will be quick outtakes, others will be longer conversations about what we were going through or experiencing at that time. So grab a drink. Or settle into your seat if you're driving. Relax, sit back, and join us as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The the lifestyle. Lifestyle. Well, hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome to the Accidental Swingers Podcast. We're back again. We're back again, episode 35. Yes. We're on a roll, babe. We are on a roll. <laughs> it's hot and heavy in here now. <laughs> <laughs> because we literally just finished recording episode 34. And yes. we're doing episode 35 back to back. Back to back. Yeah, so that we'll get it out sooner. But mm-hmm. the whole idea behind the episodes recording them is because this is kind of part two mm-hmm. of our introduction to kink. What are we going to call this? Accidental kink? It yeah. wasn't accidental. <laughs> you know, it's, that's a really interesting point. It was accidental to begin with, but then it was very measured and yeah. and, and thought yeah. out yes. and structured, but not we'll by to, us. We'll have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to think of a us. clever episode title for it. But anyway, so we're back um, with episode 35 to kind of talk about and wrap up our introduction yes. into this world of kink and BDSM. Yeah, which spanned a couple of months, as we mentioned right. in the last episode. Right. So we're condensing it down. Um, we'll go back and pick up some of our sexy stories from our other playdates in our upcoming episodes. But we really wanted to do this one as one big one because we want to talk about kink. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. We're going to talk about what it means. We talked about it in episode 34. We're going to talk a little bit more now after we finish this one about what has changed for us mm-hmm. and our views on it. So we wanted to bring it all together in one package and then be able to kind of tie a bow on it and tell you where we're moving forward with it now. Absolutely. So before we get started really fast, some recaps on things that we always want to touch base on is what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. So right now, the things that are exciting in, in our future um, right down the road, and it'll be about a month, I suspect, by the time this episode comes out, that we will be traveling to New Orleans. Thank God mm-hmm. for Nadia in New Orleans. If you guys remember last year, the buildup and then the tremendous letdown when we didn't go. This year, like, we're going. We're going. Yes. Yeah. We're at like 99.9% yeah. <laughs> that we're going. So we are so excited. If you haven't gotten tickets, if you don't know about Naughty in New Orleans, go back and listen to our very first trip to Naughty, which was episodes 8, 9, and 10. We will be eventually recording about our second trip to Naughty, which was fucking amazing that was in 2019. Off the charts in 2019. <laughs> Holy shit. That might be a four parter. We'll see. One day, one episode for each day, maybe. I don't know. Possibly. And then when we're in New Orleans this year, we're going to be doing meet and greets with you guys. So anybody who's coming, make sure that you reach out to us. We're going to be doing a Discord group, a chat group before we even go. So if you're interested, if you're going to Nani and you're interested in chatting with us and other Accidental Swingers listeners, it's a great place, a great way to meet people before you even go and just be able to say, oh, I remember chatting with you or, or yes, we talked. It doesn't have to be, always be about setting up play dates. It can. That's also super fun too. But it's also about setting up brunch dates and 
meeting people and just chatting and getting to know other people in the lifestyle. And that's what makes it fun and amazing. So join the Discord group. We'll be chatting before we even go. And then we'll be having some activities when we get to New Orleans with not only just the Discord group, but with other listeners as well. So we've got some things up our sleeve for that. So yeah, come hang out with us. Come yeah. hang out with us in New Orleans. Yeah, we're fun everywhere, yeah. <laughs> but we're particularly fun in New Orleans. Yes. And yes. if you're a woman the trip. and you walk past Tristan long enough that your <laughs> lips stay anywhere in his lip zone, you will probably get kissed. The probably. man kisses everything when he's in New Orleans. So just be aware. <laughs> I'm warning you now. And I'm standing there going, ah, oh, here we go again. It takes 20 minutes to walk a block. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what it's about. If it's a good block, yes. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of great looking people, but yeah. yes. <laughs> but we do have such a great, great time. And I exaggerate a smidge on that one. But we're so looking forward to that. And then our Sway K is coming up in November. Speaking of having fun with us. Oh, my God. That's going to be like intimate. Yeah. Intimate, fancy, exquisite. Tropical. Tropical yes. vacation. So that's going to be November. It's the 5th through 12th, I yes. think it is. Yeah. And you can find the information on our website. Just go to the website, click the travel tab, and you'll see it says Sway K. Click that. And it, there's a whole page about information about what we're going to do. It is very exclusive. We can only take up to 18 couples. We have about a third of those spots are already full. And so we're looking to fill the other spots, but that's all that we can take. The cost is around $3,900. It is for a week. It is all inclusive. The only thing that's not covered is your airfare from wherever you live to the Dominican Republic. Included is picking you up from the airport, getting you to the airport. Everything that we do, the food, the drinks, the alcoholic beverages, it's all included. We will be doing the excursions. The excur- I would say we'll be doing excursions and adventures and um, we will even go into town for a couple nights. They have a chef, a gourmet chef, that she sets out the menu. We stay in fancy mansions on the property, I mean, on the island. We will be doing Zoom calls, the same type of thing, meeting everybody before we even go, having just um, to so that we show up all knowing each other kind mm-hmm. of before we even get there. No pressure. Again, that's not how we roll. Uh, if you just want to come and hang out with us for a week and just do all the excursions, I mean, there's just no pressure. There's no guarantees. There's no pressure. It's just a great vacation with a great bunch of lifestyle people because lifestyle people are the funnest people. Yes, we are. We are. We love to chat and talk and party and just have a great time and just, like I said, be yourselves, have a great time. So we're so looking forward to that too. Yeah. So anyways, that's what's going on with us. That's the quick the quick and dirty. That's the quick and dirty. Right. So let's get back into the episode. Let's get back into this kink thing. All right. Speaking of dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So we left off in episode 34 mm-hmm. where we had met the captain. You heard us talking about our original meet and greet with him. And then we unfortunately didn't have good audio from our first date with him, which ended up being a soft swap date because I had a UTI earlier in that week. And so just that's how it ended up playing out. And it was the perfect thing. It was the perfect date to have with him because we were a little nervous. I was very nervous, didn't know what I wanted out of this kink thing. And he was clearly a person who could take us down that road if we wanted to go. Mm -hmm. So we decided to move forward with that and decided to have a couple of dates with him to see what this was like. Yeah. Again, you guys have to remember, this was not necessarily our goal when we recorded ourselves to have a podcast. So we didn't record for a little while. Yeah. And we went back and we're like, oh, man. There's there's, nothing about these couple of dates. There's these two dates. But when we did record, finally – We actually touched base on them very quickly and said, kind of gave a background. And then we were like, oh, that helped us remember. To reconstruct, yeah. Right. Because I had no, you know, I always take notes in my phone just to kind of keep things in order and so that I can remember things to supplement the recordings that we're making. Right. So that I could, you know, remember what we did. Because if I don't write it down, it's gone. Yeah, we should like publish Tristan's journal. Huh. That's yeah. a damn fine idea. Yeah, it's just your notes, but it'll be like, oh, Marina fucked this guy, and I <laughs> fucked this woman, and then Marina sucked this guy's dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's really basically all it is. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That might get old after a yeah, while. Yeah, like how many times can Marina fuck this guy, or you fuck this woman, or eat out this lady? And Although know. it doesn't get old for me. So. I know. You actually do go back and read it. Oh, I it. do. Yeah. I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but anyways, so we had your notes. Mm-hmm. And we had, when we went back and recorded after our fourth date with him, 
And that's what we're going to play in just a minute. But we kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a brief idea of what happened on dates two mm-hmm. and three, because yeah, they we were, really weren't... Right, how we were progressing right. so that when the audio comes in, it's yeah. more explanatory. And I think the thing that's really interesting is that really there was nothing like ginormously huge that happened in those two dates. Mm-hmm. And this fourth date that we actually have the audio from is where things started yeah. to really shift. What, well, what shifted is your comfort level and my comfort level. Yeah, we were just continually expanding our comfort levels. Mm-hmm. And becoming just more and more open to possibilities, more and more open to what the captain had to offer. And as he sensed that, he offered more. Right. So, yeah, again, very masterful in the way that he brought us along well, slowly and- in a measured way and in a in a non-threatening and easy and fun way. Right. And I was going to say, that's exactly right. So he knew how far to push. Mm-hmm. It was never yeah. negative. When I say push, it's just to gently say, do you want to Offer. try this next? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to try this next? And I remember asking him at one point in time, and this was probably even after our fourth play date, but I remember asking him, well, why didn't you show me that? Or why haven't we talked about that? Or whatever it was. And he said, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And I took that as a compliment yeah. in the sense of I trusted, like that was such a trust thing for me. And that's exactly who he is. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to show you that because if I do it, it's going to, it's not okay right now. Like, and that's exactly who you need to introduce you to this world is somebody that you can trust and somebody that you do trust. That's what I needed. Well, that, I don't know that everybody needs that, but well, that's, that's what I needed. I, me too. I needed, right. I needed that. Because we were so against it. Yeah. I suspect that most people, it's beneficial. I do too. Maybe, maybe people know. don't need it, but I think it's probably beneficial. I think for me, and we'll talk a little bit more about it at the end when we talk about what kink now means for us. But at the time, because it was so foreign and so negative that I didn't want to think that I would enjoy it because all I knew was negative, the connotation. Right. And so I, that's... Which is which is a connotation that we created. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. you don't know any differently. Right. It's just naivete, but yeah. So what happened in dates two and three? Well, again, we went to his house and... This time, there was a little more out for us to see. He had shown us at the first date, you know, we talked about the massage table and the soft um, and sensual implements. He had shown us this sex swing that he had built. And he built this thing. And yeah. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's... um. It's hard to describe, but... It's a Mac Daddy. It's a sex wing on steroids on steroids. Yes. Yeah. And I, my recollection is that he, on that first date, he actually put you in it... To sit. Just to sit, just to see what it felt like to be in the swing. You were fully clothed at that point. Yes. And that's when we then progressed to the massage table in the right. other part of the house. And so... This particular date, the second date, you actually went into the sex wing naked and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so we we spent, I have no idea how long, but I mean, it probably was hours with various toys. We took turns going down on you. We took turns fucking you. We took turns with toys. It just went on, on and on and on because you went on and on and mm-hmm. on. And the captain is wired and I'm wired such that when <laughs> there's still a woman to be pleasured and wanting to be pleasured, we're going to keep going to the extent that we can. And so when there's two of us that Yay. are like that, we can flip back and forth and take breaks and rest and... So it's great for Marina when that yes, happens. Yes, I was going to say, yay me. Yeah, yay you. I was truly the beneficiary of that. Yeah. That was another one of those, I didn't know my body could do that. Mm-hmm. Like I would come and then I would just come again. Like yeah. it was insane. It had never happened like that before. Yeah, it's, yeah on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And so that went on for a long time. And then we took a break and then we moved you to the bed. Mm-hmm. And then at some point... He got out, well, he learned from the first date that you require splash pads from time to time. <laughs> right. The splash pads were on the swing. We moved over to the bed, more splash pads were laid down, and the two of us started playing with you. And then I got my camera, and I just got down in front of you, and I took a video of like 10 minutes of you, of him playing with... Uh, with your clip with one toy and with your G-spot with a a G-spot toy with the others. And you just squirted and squirted and squirted for basically 10 continuous minutes until I literally ran out of storage on that particular video because I had an old phone at the time. And apparently I learned then that I have a limitation on what I can video in any one particular video. And so uh, I ran out of of room. At one point, like, you know, I had to wipe off the camera lens and... It was... Um, you were in the splash zone. I was in the splash zone, and I loved it. And <laughs> it was it was amazing. 
I've been with you a long time and I've never seen anything like that. Right. Yeah. I didn't have neither. Yeah. <laughs> I've been with me a long time and I never have a habit either. Yeah. So it was just continuous orgasms for you. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. And that went on and on and on. And that was after the first round of continuous orgasms. Mm-hmm. So it just, um, and that was switches just, were flipped. Yes. I was just <laughs> going to say. And so the thing about that is that the really the difference there so was being in the swing, which I had not tried before. Mm-hmm. I'd never been in a sex swing before. And like I said, his is a Mac Daddy swing. He built it beautifully. It's very adjustable. And so he can move you and manipulate you. And he's very well versed in his swing. Like he uses it well to his advantage. He knows how to fuck in it so that it does a lot of the work for him. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a smart thing to have. And I'm relaxed. I'm laying there. My feet are up, but they're in like these, um, I don't know, stirrups for lack of a better term, but that's not just the cuffs that you, but your legs are raised. So you can, I can be, I'm, so I'm swinging, but I'm relaxed. And I think that's a huge piece of it because mm-hmm. I don't have to hold my legs up in the air. They can rest and relax. And I think that's part of the ability of what made me be able just to come and come and come and come. Yeah. But that was really the only thing at that point in time that we had tried. So that was new for me was being yeah. in the swing. And then, you know, toys were not necessarily new, but the way that he used them. Yeah. And he was very intentionally learning my body mm-hmm. and figuring out where my spots are. I know when that happens in those, especially in those first couple of dates, I was checked out. Like, I'm not listening. And I know he talked to you a lot about like, see this, oh, the do whole that. Time, like, yeah. yeah. And I remember yeah. tiny little bits and pieces of it, but normally I'm orgasming, so I'm mm-hmm. not paying attention. But I remember hearing these little things where he would say to you, I don't even know what the, he said, but it was something about me, like, see what she does, see this when when I do this, see what happens. And it was somehow my ba- my body would react or my clit would react or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I learned a lot. Yeah. So it's really cool. It was really, really cool. And that was a neat experience. You know, he's, he's just a well-versed guy. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was a fun play date. Yeah. And that was like a month after the first play date. It was. And then we set up another play date. And so what had happened with the third play date, though, I got my period or I, something was happening. I think you were on the tail end of it. Oh, I know what happened. So I had originally said to him, here are the dates we have available. What date do you want? And he had picked a date. And then when I still was not clear from my period, yes, I said to him, let's pick a second date as a backup because here's now what's available Mm -hmm. because we knew what days we were doing what. And we normally only went out on Fridays and Saturday nights. We did meet and greets during the week. And so our date nights were Friday and Saturday night, I think still at that point in time. So we had limited times open. And so I said, well, go ahead and pick another one so that we have it on the books penciled in in case we have to cancel this one. And he had picked a week later, uh, the Sunday or something like that. And I said, okay, that's fine. So we penciled that in. Actually, this was a time when we were having play dates very often throughout the week, which is why it's taken us five or six episodes just to get through the first half of February of 2019. What we decided with him was that we only wanted to have dates with him on the weekends because we didn't, because we knew it was going to be a long, long process that you're going to need to recover from. Right, so and, I, we, and and it could be hours and yeah. hours of play date, right? From like the second, right? Whereas the with you know with the rest of the the dates that we were having during the week, typically with single guys, they were still long play dates, but they weren't going on and on and on for right. hours. You and know, I wasn't orgasming yeah. hours and hours and hours on end. Well, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you were. <laughs> well, and that's always the goal. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie, that's the goal. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm reminded <laughs> of Louis <clears throat> from episode. I forget which episode that is, and so. Yeah. Yeah. The point being. <laughs> yes, uh, it yeah. can happen. <laughs> yeah, the, we were reserving weekend time for the captain. Yes. So that we didn't have to be somewhere. We right. didn't have to get home to go. Yes. To get to work early. Though. Yes. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So yeah. So anyway, so he had picked a backup date. And when it came time for the third date, I was on the tail end of my period. And so I think there was, it just wasn't a great play date. He yeah. was actually also on call at yeah. work. Yeah. So like the phone would ring and, and we were in the middle of something. He would have to go and get the phone. You and I would play. Play, but it just wasn't. Yeah, his, it was his, very disjointed. His, yeah, he wasn't. He couldn't get completely into it because he was divided between pleasuring you and his work obligations. Right. And so, there was something going on with his work, and so he was. Yeah, he was on the phone a lot. Right. And, and he was very apologetic, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, we and understand. it was. Yeah, yeah, it was totally. It was, and but it was very disjointed. You know. So what we ended up doing. We never got a rhythm. Right. So what we decided to do was go ahead and keep that scheduled play date that had been on the books for the following week. Yeah. So we there was only a week time between date number three and date number four. And so this audio 
now you're up to speed. (laughs) If everybody's following along with your graphs and your charts, (laughs) we ought to put a timeline on our, we should, we should put a timeline on the website. And eh, no one would ever pay attention anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, but anyway, so we're finally at date number four. Mm-hmm. Do we have any setup for this before we actually play the audio, or should we just play the audio? I think we just play the audio. I think we play the audio. I think we've been setting it up for um, the last An episode, episode and, a and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's play the audio then. This is the date number four with the captain. So this is really kind of the, the next big date. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Here we go. Here we go. And our policy was going to be once a month. Once a month. Once and it still month. has to be. Yeah. It still has to be. But this was a special yeah, yeah, thing. A special, and I, yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't know that. No, and, no. But I think I said something in the throes of the play date last week about how something like he's dangerous. And this is why I, I can't remember. But I, I remember thinking, oh, I don't think I should have said that. I don't know. He, I don't even remember what it was. And I'll, you know, if he even caught it. Oh, I'm sure he did. He, yeah, he does catch. He everything. catches everything, yeah. and he plans, and he and he has a he has a strategy <laughs> that he's slowly implementing on you, yeah. as evidenced by tonight. I know. I'm not stupid. I know. And I told him that uh, baby steps, mm-hmm. and he's been very yeah. He has been very respectful uh-huh. and very strategic, mm-hmm. and patient. Patient and checks in with me mm-hmm. during. So yeah. So and, and so this which kind of leads into this. So anyways. So we he picked tonight. So we decided. So we yes. So we had today, Sunday. So we actually got to his house around three thirty. Oh, and he had messaged me earlier in the day today and asked me if I wanted to try the motor bunny. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but if you think I'm quote unquote ready for it, then sure. And so he said, I think we'll enjoy it. And I said, okay. So we get to his house. He had texted me a picture of it, but without the accoutrements on it. Mm-hmm. We get his house and the massage table is set up and the motor bunny thing is set up. And I guess it's supposed to be, is it, is that what a Sibian is? Yeah, it's like a okay. mini, it's like a mini Sibian. Okay. And there's different attachments that go on it and stuff like that. Different like dildo pieces, size cocks and things like that. So you guys put me on the table, gave me a little massage first, which was very nice. And then he said, all right, you know, let's try this. So I got down on it and the plastic on the cock thing is really hard and it's really rigid and it was not comfortable and it wasn't big. I mean, I don't think you picked a particularly big one, thick one. No, but I didn't realize that that the the discomfort was the material. I I don't know that it was, but I'm just saying it was just... He had other ones that could have tried this way. So maybe... That's why I said I don't think it's a wash, but... But yeah, so it was uncomfortable, and at first we tried it to where I it was just not comfortable, and I couldn't feel like I could take my feet off the ground even. Like, I couldn't straddle it the right way. It was just not yeah, the you had way it elevated was. elevated on a little table. Yeah. Yeah, so it just was, yeah, and I didn't even think about it either until now we're talking about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, was that, yeah, it was just really, really rigid, and I, I didn't know that there were other ones really that different or whatever. He had, yeah, he has like 10 of them. Right. Did he laid, laid out for you to choose? Yeah. So I'll mention that to him. Yeah. That as we were talking about it before, that I didn't really, I didn't really look at them and didn't realize that there were different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was different textures, different textures, shapes. Yeah. yeah. It was not, it was uncomfortable. So then he said, well, let's try it where you're like on your knees and it's kind of on the pill, on the pillow, on the floor kind of thing. And that was better. Um, but I can't, I, that one was better. Like I got a better, I was sitting at a better angle, but what I was feeling was that I couldn't relax into my body enough because I'm, I don't know, just, it just wasn't comfortable to relax. And and it's a completely foreign thing for you. Right. Yeah. Right. I think you kind of like to ease into things. Well, I mean, most people do, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta try it, right? You know. So I think it's just finding the right position or whatever. But anyway, so it, and it dials and it does all this stuff and whatever. So he's like, "Yeah, this isn't working for you because you should, you should be already to this, you know, to the point where you can't take it anymore. Not the fact that you haven't even come." And I'm like, "Okay." So we tried that, and then you guys 
flip me over. Well, then our, then our theory was that you hadn't been adequately. Oh, that's yeah, right. You hadn't been adequately ramped up. And right. Worked up. That's right. Which I think is I think it was a lot too that that we just kind of stuck you on this thing and right. You needed to be already. Yeah. Like, yeah. I needed to be engorged and yeah, have, yeah, 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 yeah. So we. Yeah. yeah, so we tried that actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And, and, and it was still uncomfortable. Did you guys, yeah. Yep, yeah, you came many, you, many times. Yes. And, and then, um, and then we put you on it again, and same thing. Yeah, so. yeah. That's when he actually said, "You know, you're, this yeah. is not for you yeah. tonight. This is not going to work." And I said, "But yeah." So the whole reason that we're having this recording is actually so. Then we went out to dinner. We got back for round two, and and at the end, so in round one, we also took turns fucking you, and yeah, you know, we yeah, all, the whole nine yards. It was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, round great. one would have been a complete. Well, yeah, it was a complete yeah. night, really for most people. Right, <laughs> for most people. <laughs> for most people. <laughs> And it was really, yeah, it was really good. So then we went to dinner, and we came back, and he said something like, hmm, I know what I'm going to do with you. And I was like, what? He's like, come over here. And so he stood me at the end of the massage table and stood behind me, and he, he undid my shorts and dropped my shorts and said, you know, bent me over the massage table. And um, I was like, okay. And then I forget what he said, but basically the bottom line was that he was going to spank me, flog me, whatever, spank me, and flogging with some of his tools that he had out there. And so he's like, all right, tell me how you like this one. Tell me how you like that one. So he did try a couple of different things with me. So it was really interesting. It was really, it was different. I don't mind being spanked. It's not something that necessarily turns me on when other people, when people spank me, but it, usually it's because you're you're kind of like in the middle of fucking, and then right. you get spanked, and so it's like this chill, total change. So it's more of like the you know thing. So when you're bent over a table, and that's what well, you're expecting, you're expecting it, yeah. So it did, kind of lost a little bit of that like excitement to it, or that piece to it. So he tried a couple different things, and then I I really liked. I like the softer things, the leather ones, I guess it yeah. is. I don't know, like, yeah. what are they called? Like, cat of nine tails or something, if those, what those are? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but there was a one flogger that had a little bit thicker leather than... You liked the one that was a little bit thinner, softer leather. Uh, and I didn't look really at any of them that he was using. And that felt good. And what I liked about it was that when you kind of switched from, you would, he would smack, smack me, but then like drag, drag it. Yeah. yeah drag yeah. it along my skin and then kind of flip it and then hit me with it. So that felt good. Cause that was kind of this change that, that change. And then really quite honestly, the thing that I really did love the best were the gloves. So he put on the gloves uh, with the, they yeah, really, I, it really I, felt like broken glass and yeah. I, I couldn't explain and that was the only thing I think of because someone else, what's her face, had told it, had said that there were these gloves that were like had glass in them, and that's all I could think of that that that's what this felt like. But they were gloves that had these; they literally had like nails, like small nails sticking out of them, and that was such a crazy feeling and sensation. And then and just kind of all over. And then he would like touch, you know, touch me with those, and I guess you would then touch me with your bare hands. And so it was this change of total sensation. And that was really exciting. That felt really, really good. And so I really like the tactile stuff is kind of what I what I realized. Like, and then he had some other things that he, he did smack my ass quite a bit. <laughs> I think my ass is very red. Yeah, it's not now, but it was. It was beet red. Beet red, yeah. Which is totally fine. Oh, and then you guys, so then he took out a vibrator and started playing with my clit and smacking my ass at the same time. So, and that was kind of cool because that was that, then you're more to that feeling, like you're right. lost in that feeling of, then, oh, I'm getting ready to orgasm and then you get a whack, you know? So I was like, okay, that was, so I, that was all right as well. So it was really interesting. You know, I don't know. I feel like I would like this sensation piece a lot more than the smacking piece. Like, that doesn't... That really didn't do much for me to, yeah. you know... Yeah, and you also like that... The, like, the little metal teeth thing that we drag along you. Yeah. You like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can see where you... And, that, oh, and you also like the like the rabbit fur flogger that he had. Uh, yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. see what it was, but yes. So, yeah, you like the more sensation type thing. Yes. The impact. Yes. Yeah, so that was... So, that was different. That was definitely different. 
So I would be open to, you know, I'm sure, like you said, he has a plan. (laughs) And he wants to introduce me to all sorts of things. And I do trust him because he has proven himself to be very respectful and very responsible and honoring my wishes and, you know. Yeah, and he's a great teacher. He's patient and he, you know. And it's an interesting, and I will tell you, you know, so he's a master with these toys, but tonight was the first night that he was able to fuck me multiple times. So I, I was thinking about that, and we kind of talked about this before, and I'm sure it's because he was in his groove, you know? Yeah. He, he was doing what he does. Right. He was excited. And my body was responding, responding to, to it, him yeah. tenfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he wasn't having to stop and answer phone calls well, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I didn't tell him he had to abstain from anything, and I don't think that he did. I'm sure that he didn't. I wasn't going to tell him, don't have, you know, make sure you're in good shape for me <laughs> on a Sunday when you clearly, I'm sure, have gotten together with people on Friday and Saturday and whatnot. So I was thinking that it was not going to be as good because I figured he had been with other people over the last couple of days, whereas last week, he's like, I haven't been with anybody for three days because, you know, I wanted to be able to fuck you hard, and it was okay. It was better than the very first time, but, you know, this tonight was great. Yeah. But he has figured out, which is what's super fucking smart on his part, of course, you know, how to use that swing. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that goes to show you, I came more with him fucking me than I probably maybe just as much as when does. Huh. Wow. And, yeah, it's different. Uh-huh. It's definitely different. Because, you know, amazing fuck. But it was just as much. Yeah, he knows how to use that swing. Plus, I think here's the other piece of the puzzle, is that with that in the swing, I was using the swing. Because I get better... When I can, like, I don't know, um, you know, a lot of times when we're having sex, I'll put my hands over my head and I kind of push up against the wall. And I, it's kind of gives me something to push against to be able to then Yeah, and you mentioned that last time that that was a downside of the swing is that you couldn't do that. Yeah, so this time I used the straps and would hold on. And so I'm practically, you know, I won't be surprised if my muscles are sore tomorrow because I was holding myself with the straps so I was able to get that same kind of a leverage. muscle contraction. Yeah, leverage. And then I would sit up. So I could then yeah, not only do that. Yeah. yeah, then I would sit up. And then he would be able to really get in and, and hit, hit me at my spot, which would make me come all over him. So I wanted to tell you that for the next time that we're there and we try the swing. Uh-huh. That once, you know, once I'm amped up and ready to go and, you know, orgasming, then how that might work also for us. Okay. Where I can come multiple times. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because I can't, like, I'm not kidding. It was, I mean, I'm covered. Because we were splashing. <laughs> That's awesome. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. So, yeah. So, that was an interesting evening. And he is an amazing find. But I like him more every time mm. that we're with him. And it gets to be more comfortable. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I think we've made a, another friend mm-hmm. and then we'll be able to have a lot of different experiences, I guess. Yeah, I absolutely. Know, no, it's what's a, in store, but, yeah. but well, I it's really a great do. Sa- it's a great I, safe way to explore yes. different things right. that we would never, you would never do what you did tonight with really anybody else unless, no. unless you had been you know, like him. Well, and I don't, and so and that's the other thing I was going to say, again, that because I don't want to get caught up in that, you know, it's amazing. You know, of course, my body is going to have... I mean, I really did that one orgasm that I had. I mean, my whole body was... I, you know, and then I was thinking, that's even... You know, my whole... From my... I was an entire full body, full-blown, crazy-ass orgasm. And I was, you know, in high vocal pitch. And so, I think... I did have ringing in my ear. And I think it was, though, because my head... I think it was just kind of echoing off. My head was turned and my arm was up over and it was kind of echoey or something, but I don't know. But it, I mean, he was right. He's like, well, you were kind of like, it was like this kind of momentary out of body experience. And so as we were talking about it, but then we went on to something else. I was like thinking, I wonder if this is what people feel like the, whatever that's called. Yeah, I forget. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Or that, or when you're choked or something like uh-huh. that, that, cause then he's like, you have to breathe. And I'm like, I'm breathing, but I don't, he saw it and he stopped 
Yeah, a little bit later. But he was like, you're, you're, you need to breathe. And I'm like, what? Which is also something that's kind of nice because he's so acutely aware of, even more so than I am, about what my body's doing and how I'm reacting and things like that. So, but that was fucking crazy. Well, I think what you're about to say is, yeah, you don't want to get dependent. Yeah. You don't want to get dependent upon, which is why it's like once a month yeah. to do the, yeah. this, this kind of play. Yeah. Because, and I was thinking the same thing. It was like, you know, yeah, we, we, we don't want you to get to where... You can't... You right. fucking me doesn't... It's like... Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Pull out the... Pull, whatever he the, called it. The, yeah. the industrial... Industrial vibrator. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, which you've been acutely aware of. From the beginning, with right. our first date with, well, no, uh, all my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, like, yeah, I don't want to be like her, where this is what's required to get me off. Right. And uh, and I wholeheartedly agree. I don't want that to be what's required to get you off. Yeah. It's fun every now and then. Right. But yeah, you don't want that to be the bar. Right. So, and I can see it's dangerous because uh, it feels so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, when and talking to. When we had our date with her, when he and I had the date, we were talking, you know, when he, after he got off, I forget what he was, but the two of us were alone and we were talking about, you know, just general lifestyle experiences and she's been in the lifestyle for three years uh-huh. and she said, I didn't do any of this stuff before I met him and she was a freak and she was what? She was a freak. What do you mean? Like she's just, just completely freaky and she said, I, I wasn't like this at all, you know, like the vlogging with the, you know, the, the bunny with the, you know, thanking him for orgasms. It's just like, I, the whole nine yards, all the stuff that she said, I, I didn't do any of this stuff. So, you know, I, I don't know that that's where we want to be. Yeah, no. And, and um, but it's a fun kind of fantasy thing every now and then to do, one, you know, like once a month, whatever. But yeah, I don't want that to be, and he, neither of us want that to be kind of like our start, right. you know, the, the way that we play. Right, On yeah. a day in, day no. out basis, because uh-huh. you're, you're never going to be satisfied. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, I want on a Tuesday for you and me to go back to the bedroom and, you know, spend 45 minutes together and have a great time. We both have orgasms and we go to bed, not five hours of, I've got you hanging from the ceiling <laughs> in a swing and flogging you and all that. It's, I, don't, I don't think we want that to be our, uh-huh. go, our go-to. Uh-huh. Not at all. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that said, it was the hottest shit to watch. Yeah. Um, and a lot of fun, but uh, we just need to be careful about it. Oh, yeah. But you know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, that, you're the one who brought that up. Yeah. It's like, I don't know that this is what, yeah. where we want to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, but it, but yeah. enjoy it, you know, but, but certainly, you know, when we do it, enjoy the shit out of it. Of course. Because that was really hot. Uh-huh. Well, and, you know, after our first. So this is the first date that we've had that's actually been, right? Is this our third or fourth time with you? I think it's... Might be fourth, because the first, well, the first time we, so we just met. Well, I'm not counting that. And then we... I had my period. Yeah, in February when we went and saw him. Oh, then you had your UTI. Oh, that's what it was, my UTI. Yeah. Yeah. But we still, didn't we still go back to his house and play? We did. Yeah. It was just, um... You guys massaged me. It was yeah. A massage yeah, 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 and, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then the time, and then the next time was when you squirted for ten minutes. Oh yeah. And okay. Then, so and this then was the, the fourth time. Yeah. And then, yeah, then last weekend, and then tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like the hottest thing for me, which is like the most vanilla thing that we did all night, is when you were on top of me, fucking me, cowgirl, and he was standing on the bed and you were sucking his cock. Uh, that was just hot as shit. Oh, yeah. Because I'm looking up, I'm looking at your tits right there, I'm looking at you sucking his cock right there, and that's the most vanilla thing we did all night long. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was, for me, the, probably the hottest thing that we did all night long. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I should have mentioned that when we were talking about yeah. our, what was our favorite part, and yeah. like, I don't know, pretty much all of it was hot, so, but yeah, that, that was my favorite part. Oh, there you go. Quote, unquote, vanilla thing that we did. Yeah. <laughs> vanilla thing. Yeah, so, yeah, a good night. So it was good. Mm-hmm. So, that's so, yeah, a good, a good, a really good synergy with him for three yeah. ways. And yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's good. That's nice. Yeah. Well, he, he likes you, and, mm-hmm. and he's, he knows you're interested, and you want to learn, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I feel I, I feel the same about him as I do about you know where we just have you know he wants me to be there right. All the other guys they're like yeah he 
he's here. <laughs> yeah, but they really just want to fuck you. They don't really care that I'm there or not. Right. Whereas really likes that I'm there and right. enjoys that, you know, the synergy that the three of us have and same with and, and it shows. And it's very obvious to me, you know, when right. that's when that's absent, which is ninety eight percent of the time. Oh. So but um so anyway, another reason why I really like him. It's a good combo. Anyway, so good night. We're almost home. Yeah. I'm gonna stop. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm glad we have that audio. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot in there. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear. So that was, what, two months later, even, from our... Pl- no, maybe, yeah, two months-ish yeah, from meeting him, even from the meet and greet. Yeah. Maybe and, two and a half, maybe three. And you can hear the relationship that started to build already. Yeah. It's really cool. Very yeah. cool. So what was your takeaway about that audio? So the I think I said it in there, I talked about trust. Mm-hmm. And I believe I talked about comfort in there, and which obviously go hand in hand. But trust is so incredibly important in this sort of a dynamic, as I mentioned earlier. Because when you're pushing boundaries like this, you need to have trust. You need to have trust in each other. We needed to have trust that we were both okay with this and comfort that we were both okay with this. But very importantly, we need to have trust with the person who's helping us push those boundaries. And we had developed this. Right. It wasn't automatic, but we developed it relatively quickly with them. You know, the trust and the comfort level is paramount. The comfort level for you, the fact that you were able to orgasm so quickly and easily and so often really was a a function of your comfort Mm -hmm. because that's not always the case. You right. have to be comfortable with, with somebody in order for that to happen the way that it was happening with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's really important also. Right. But they're all related. And I don't know that it needs to be that way for everybody, you know? So, I mean, I don't want to make it a blanket statement that you have to have trust and so, but for, for where, something like this, for where we were going mm-hmm. and what we were so careful and didn't even want to explore it, mm-hmm. for, we, for us, it was really important. I think for people who are like, yeah, let's try this kink thing, they may not have to have that level of trust if they're just gung-ho and they want to try it no matter what. That's true, yeah. I think for us... And we talked about that earlier Mm -hmm. because we were so so hesitant and we were so really against it in the beginning. Yeah, Yeah, this was not something that we ever ever thought we were doing. And so I loved listening to this because... This was the clearly the first time that I had been flogged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. And so talking about the different floggers that he used, I remember in the very first recording that we ever did mm-hmm. about our failed date, we were like, she likes to be flogged. What even, what even is, is that? that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we had something came up the other day and we ha- I happened to listen to that little bit of audio or something. We were doing something and I'm like, oh my God, we were so young and we just did, we we're like, we don't even, I'm like, is that where you whip someone? Is that, I think I even said, is that one of those like mm-hmm. cat and nine tail things? Like, I don't even know what that is. And I'm really not sure what the difference is on those uh, particular items. But yeah, so this was the first time because there were, that was never going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. And because it was negative, there's such a negative connotation. But this was the first time. So he tried different floggers on me. Clearly, because now he, he has his collection is vast and makes them out of so many different materials. But these were the softer side Mm -hmm. ones. He picked the leathers that were softer, the things that weren't going to cause as much shock value. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say pain because they don't, they can all not cause pain if you do it. Depends on how you do it. And that was the other thing too. Like you just think that someone's got a flogger and they're just going to beat the shit out of you. This is what's important though. I will tell people, if you, listeners, so for us, the trust was important. And for finding someone that knew what they were doing, we didn't know that was so important, but it's incredibly important. It's incredibly important. Don't just let someone pick up a flogger and flog you with it without knowing what their skill level is. Yeah. Tristan's right. And that's the one thing that we've learned from the captain is that you can really hurt somebody if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And people have accidentally lacerated people's kidneys because the flogger will wrap around the side. So it can be dangerous. Yeah. So just be aware of that. I'm not saying it to scare you because that's how we were, but we we found someone who was very, very, very knowledgeable. And it's we, not intended to scare, but it's right. intended to instill respect for the process. You need to understand what's happening and, and how to proceed right. because it can be dangerous. And there are videos about it. There's information you can find out about it. I'm going off on this here just because I'm thinking about it, but it is important because you can smack someone's ass because it's really super fleshy, but you go much higher than that and you're in a danger zone. But mm-hmm. then there's areas on the back that are totally fine and there are areas on the back right next to it that are not. Yeah. It just, there's, just look it up. If you want to pick up a flogger and smack someone, just start with ass and just go lightly. Bacon on your own leg. That's another thing that he taught mm. us that I still do it. Like if we're looking to buy a new toy or something like that, I'll stand there and say, I'll either say, you know, you hit me with this or I'll hit my leg with it if I'm looking for a new flogger. <laughs> 
that ought to give you some clues as to what's <laughs> right. coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, like as I'm shopping for a new flogger, which never in a million years, five years ago, I'd have been like, fuck no. Again, no one's going to touch me like that. But it was so interesting hearing that and talking about the different things that I liked. And and again, and you hear us talking about it. And you said he has a plan for you. And I'm like, I know, I'm not stupid. But he did a beautiful job of like, mm-hmm. the, that was what he introduced us to this particular time was just the soft, much more sensual side of things. Yes. And let me allow myself to see where my tolerances were. Because sometimes they're different. And your tolerance may be different on a different day. Uh, for women, a different time of the month, your body reacts differently depending on truly where you are in your cycle. So it can just be different. You just need to be aware of those types of things. So I just found that very interesting, though, in listening to that audio. The other thing, too, I, I wrote down that <laughs> we were talking about the motor bunny. See, it's so it's so fascinating. Different things do different things for different yeah. people. I do not have luck with trying to ride or be on some kind of a mechanical something. Any of those types of things just don't work for me. And I don't know if it's the shape of my internal lady bits, but it just... Yeah, And, and you, I've forgotten about that You've experience. given it the old college Try many a couple times, of times, yeah. yeah. And I keep trying. I'll keep trying. And maybe it's the attachment, but I just don't have. I just am not crazy about having hard plastic shoved up my pussy. <laughs> I'd much rather be a dick <laughs> or fingers uh-huh. or the toy that's meant to do that. Right. Like you know, the captain does have one that's a particularly hard toy, but it's that the G spot one. Yeah. So and he yeah. knows how to use it masterfully. So it's like it's not painful. It just makes me calm all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, different things for different people. And don't feel bad if you don't enjoy something. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Just try it, though. And and that's the other thing, too. And we talked about it. We've talked about it multiple, multiple times. It was me, my fear of saying, I don't want to do this more than once a month. I just, again, being fearful that it was going to be something that took over our lives. We talked about it in the audio. We don't want to have to have a just to go fuck. We didn't want it to become a production. We were scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared I was going to like it so much <laughs> that it was going to be the only way that I ever wanted to have sex anymore. And that has not been the case. So I will put those issues to rest for everybody. I fuck just fine without (laughs) it being a kinky night. But I do love the kinky nights now. So... You know? Yeah. And for me too. I mean, it's a, it's something to sprinkle in there. Mm-hmm. It's not my entire life by any stretch. And for some people it is. Right. But right. not for me, not for us, but it definitely spices things up, which and is ironic to hear us talk about wanting to spice things up. <laughs> <clears throat> I know how that sounds to regular people, but it's true it, it, because we love variety. And I guess that's the bottom line. Right. You know, and it goes back to the sexual buffet that I always talk about. Well, this is one end of the buffet. And yeah, and, and it is fun and from time to time. But we talk about like so we go to kink events now right and in fact we're going to one next week we're yes, going to be on are. leather in west palm beach florida and we were at chicago at kinky college in march mm-hmm. and one of the events that we went to was a power exchange event a couple of years ago and we left that thinking that's not for us and the whole master slave mistress slave complete total 24 hours seven day a week power exchange is not something that really would fit our lives mm-hmm. but that sort of a power exchange dynamic is really fun and hot in little doses from time to time mm-hmm. when it's incorporated into a scene or just general kinky play when that's what we're feeling it's a lot of fun the whole point being as we said earlier it's a spectrum and it can be whatever you want and it doesn't have to be dark and scary it can be fun and sensual we found that it's incredibly trust building and trust inducing because you kind of, and I keep going back to trust and and I do believe that you you need to trust who you're playing with in this way. And that very trust builds intimacy and that intimacy then just enhances your relationship. And so this is a way that something like this, and we talk about that same dynamic with swinging generally, because just our general swinging requires a lot of trust, which then fosters intimacy and love. Well, the same with kink, just in a different way, because the same cycle is there, trust and intimacy. Right. And I think I want to back up just a second, though, and talk a little bit about because you covered basically three kind of types of kink. So let's flash forward just a smidge to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And as you said, because we go to kink events now. So from this, and we'll continue to highlight these stories because there are some really sexy, fun stories that happen as our kink journey grows. We really felt like it was going to be pretty closed, like it was going to be once a month. And that's what we wanted. So we are much more active in that community now. And what I want to say to our listeners is we were so scared of it. 
and worried about it. And when we started to explore that area, we didn't know what to do. We did it slowly and we were blessed to be with this amazing man who brought it to us in this way. When we felt safe and comfortable, there was more like, yeah, but now I think I do want to try this and I do want to try that. And I will say for me, more so I think than for you, but you answer for yourself. For me, there was something living in the cave and I want to explore that space And I've been able to bring light into the cave a little bit more and explore that space at my own comfort level. And I really like it. There are ways that it pushes my boundaries. Some days I'm not into it, you know, just like with anything else. But there are other days where it's like allows me to push past something that I didn't know of myself. And I like that challenge. I'm a challenge driven person. And so it's become this own like, ooh, can I do that? And You know, if I still feel like it will feel good, if it pushes me, because at the end, it's all about for myself, it's all about how that makes me feel. Mm. But there are multiple, multiple levels. And what I wanted to point out, because it doesn't have to be hardcore, when people say kink, and we've learned this because we are starting to teach some kink education, we'll we'll be at Nadia in New Orleans, we're going to talk, we're going to do an intro to kink class, Mm. a swingers introduction to kink. Because we realized kink sometimes can be a negative word or BDSM can be such a have a negative connotation as we talked about because for us it really did. Mm. That's why we're so passionate about talking about it to people. It can be anything from just like, well, maybe I'll wear a blindfold. That's something that may be kinky for you because that's different. And, and new. Yeah. And new. And let me tell you, a single blindfold can be really erotic because it just changes everything. That's all. Maybe that's mm. all you do. A single blindfold and even just a scarf. I was, that popped into my head right then because I remember with Amber one night that we spent together, I took just very simple things and it was a blindfold. It was a silk scarf. It was my Chinese paintbrushes that have very soft bristles and a ruler. So mm-hmm. the, so just with those couple of things, I was able to create this kind of palette of sensations from very soft to, you know, a little not so soft as she became more receptive to it. It doesn't have to be this huge dungeony scene. Right. It can just be some simple things that are introduced in simple ways and new, novel and exciting ways. And the other thing that I'm thinking about as you're talking about that is that whatever your level or your comfort level is, don't be afraid to try those things. And we've talked about this also often is that it can be very hard to say to your partner of 25, 27 years who you've always said, don't you ever smack me on the ass? Don't you ever touch me in a way that's disrespectful to then say, "Uh, maybe (laughs) you could try and smack me on the ass and see how that feels. So have these conversations with your partner. Talk about it. Listen to this episode together and say, do we think we want to like look into some of this stuff? And then listen to other podcasts about the kinky side of things and see what sounds exciting and what doesn't. It can be so hot and sexy and sensual. And it doesn't have to be this full on master servant thing that is so Mm. far beyond on the other side of the spectrum. You can make it what you want. And that's the other thing too. So that when I said you, you brought up these kind of multiple levels of kink. So you know, there's just kind of some basic stuff. There's the BDSM aspect, which is the bondage and the the sadist and the masochist. Sadist is the beating one. The masochist is the one who enjoys pain. There's a whole bunch of different levels, you know, of mm-hmm. those types of things. You don't have to fit yourself. You don't need a label right now. Right. Don't worry about a label. So that's kind of what I'm getting to. And the power exchange thing that you also talked about is even a different level. Right. It's not a sex oriented thing. It's a truly fulfilling a person's personality that they fall into. They're such a submissive person that's their love language is submission Mm -hmm. whereas somebody else's love language is dominance but it's love it's not out of right beat the shit out of you so there's so many so many different things so because we didn't know any differently it's a universe I mean, it really is it a universe is. of everything that you can think of. And we've been very lucky to be able to attend events. I think our whole style, our whole personality, the way that we've definitely addressed things these last couple of years has been like, let's go try. Mm-hmm. Let's just, and the worst thing's going to happen is that we don't do anything. And that's not a bad thing. So let's go to these And the first time we went to the power exchange and we were like, yeah, it was so interesting and fascinating and amazing to watch these people who have built these fantastically loving, amazing relationships with each other. Not our bag, but that was fascinating Mm -hmm. to watch and listen and learn and be part of that dynamic for a little while. And then the kink events that we've been to. We'll go to the dungeons and I could sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to play. I just want to sit and watch because I'm get mesmerized Mm -hmm. by watching people and be like, I don't see how that could be fun. 
Like, you or know, there's stuff. How that, did you think of this? Yeah. Like, who thinks that <laughs> yeah. this is a great idea? And we're going to save you some of those details. We'll uh-huh. tell you about them later. But it's like, who thought that was going to be okay to do to your body? But the thing that we've learned and respect is that if they want that done to their body, that man, more power to you. Mm-hmm. And if you find someone that loves you or someone that wants to be in that dynamic with you and that turns you both on or it just fills something in you that whatever it is that you need, that's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing thing. So we have learned just like we're going to this event this weekend. We've never been. We don't have any idea what it's like. So we're like looking at the schedule and we're like, we're just going to take every fucking class we possibly can, even if we don't know what this thing even means. If you think it's going to be interesting, we're going to go. And we don't know if we're going to even be like leave there going, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to do that or I have to leave the class early. Like it happened at Kiki College and the one time the guy was doing something, you're like, oh, I I can't even stand here and watch this. But although. You did talk to him later about it. I talked to him later and he did something similar to the thing that made me get up and leave. Yeah. He did it to me and it was like awesome. Yeah. So, see, and so those are the kinds of things. And it's like we've learned. I I can't leave that. I was vacuum sealed into a, a, (laughs) in a plastic, I don't even know how to, it was was like, I was like, yeah, it was like shrink wrapped with plastic with the air extracted from this cube. Which created this, like, like I was, my entire body was enveloped in latex and then like lifted off of the, it was, yeah, it, it was, was amazing. like this <laughs> floating, you felt, you felt suspended, mm-hmm. yet, yeah, yeah, like but, cocooned. Yeah, co- so cocooned. Yeah, you were suspended. totally wrapped, but yet you were suspended. Yeah. Yeah, it was really kind of awesome. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't scary at all. It wasn't scary. It, it was, looked, it, it looked weird. Yeah. <laughs> it looked weird, but it was really fucking cool. Yeah. It was probably the least scary thing, honestly, out of all the stuff that was in the room. Actually, well, what made me leave the room wasn't that in per oh, yeah, se. Was it, was, it was a different bag thing where you had like a breathing tube. I'm like, oh, fuck no. I'm yeah. Yeah. Me. That's totally different. Yeah, this no. was not like that. No, no. I, but, but, I didn't see that. Yeah. But the, the general concept was the whole, you know, being shrink wrapped. Right. My head was, was out of this. So I right. could breathe, but you know, I have a thing about that. <laughs> but see, that's what this is. And so that's- it's, ex- it's exploration and pushing mm-hmm. boundaries and, and seeing what scares you or what makes you uncomfortable and saying, all right, well, maybe I can chip away at the edges of that or just jump straight in and face it. Yeah, Or, or it, not. That's right. the other thing. And that's the beauty. But it's a growth opportunity to do something that is that you find challenging. Right. And some people don't appreciate those opportunities. I, like I said, that's my personality. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm going to challenge that. Mm. And my litmus test, and when we go to these events and things like this, my own personal litmus test is if I leave from here and tomorrow or next week or next month, I go, man, I should have tried that. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't I try that? Why was I being such a wuss about it? Then I go, okay, I'm going to try it. Get your ass up there, Marina, and do it, you know, and just it's nothing's going to happen. You're, you know, normally you're in a big group with a big bunch of people. And it's not like it's because we at these kink events. So that's where I've kind of learned. And I've had a couple of experiences where I really pushed through. And it's been awesome in the sense of just even trying something that I never, ever thought I would try. And you'll hear more about those things as we get further into our kink journeys. But I want you to understand that we didn't start off that way. And that's why we haven't really shared a lot about our kink side, because three years ago, there wasn't one. Right, exactly. But now we want you guys to know it's something that we are such advocates of alternate love and lifestyles. This is just another alternate lifestyle. We don't have to agree with it. We don't have to whatever. But I want to support that in a sex positive way. I want to say, if that's what you love, and it doesn't hurt anybody, but it hurts you to the way that you want it to, or whatever (laughs) that means for you. That's an amazing gift to not shame someone for liking something that just seems quote unquote weird. Well, try it right, and see what it's like. And actually, it's pretty fucking awesome. A lot of it has been mm-hmm. amazing. And so I don't know where my kink journey is going to go. I think yeah, I have, me neither. Yeah, I think I have a little bit more in it me than you do. But I also like to learn and I also want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. They talk about using kink with older folks who are having chronic pain issues because there's something about the way that the endorphins are released within your body that's something that comes from like impact play or flogging. And I'm fascinated. I want there. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even pretend to know anything. I just know that this is something that people are looking into because the, it just releases the chemicals in your body. And so it. I know people that like, well, I really suffer from chronic pain and I don't when I make 
kink a part of my life because it's just as firing off things in their mm-hmm. body that they're not normally used to. So I'm fascinated by that side of it right. too. And so anyways, there's but just let, so much let, let me circle back though. When sure. you say you think you have more of it in you than I do, I'm not sure that's necessarily true. Mine's just very different than yours. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, our paths, who knows where they're going to go. And mm-hmm. the, the beauty of it is, is we're figuring it out, you yeah. know, just, yeah, whatever whatever you like. And then if you don't like what I'm doing, then I can usually find someone to partner with me and same vice versa. Cause there's stuff that I don't enjoy that you enjoy. And there's same for you. There's stuff that I enjoy that you don't, but we're uh, lucky enough to have a great relationship to where we're like, yeah, okay, well then I think I would like to try this and I'm going to have this person help me. Okay. That works out great. Tell mm-hmm. me how that works for you. Cause I still don't have any interest in doing <laughs> that, but yeah, I think you're right. I apologize. I didn't mean it to sound like it was, um, like you're kinkier than me? Yes, because that is definitely not Because <laughs> I'm not sure that's the case. No, I think we're evenly kinky in our own yeah. ways. But they are different. And that's the other thing, too, is I think we've given ourselves permission to say, yeah, I don't really have any idea. I don't want to do that. But you go right ahead. And again, it's that same kind of piece. Like, I really want you to experience all those things. I really don't want to do a couple of them. There's just stuff. It just doesn't interest me at all. And you, too. You don't want to force yourself to do something that you're not into. Even with another person, like if I'm the giver, I don't want to do something that doesn't turn me on. And we have those relationships that can. So what I, again, what I'm trying to point out is that don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to look into it. Don't be afraid to talk to your partner about it. Go to classes, find your local dungeons. They are there. Trust me, you have a local dungeon probably somewhere in your area. If not, if you live out in the middle of nowhere, then it's probably in the city that you live closest to. But there are dungeons and they will have newbie nights. And just go. Or a lot of times, um, I went to a fantastic dungeon in Atlanta right before COVID. And I'll give you a sneak peek on this piece. They had a great night that it was, I happened to be there and it was their educational night. And I went by myself because I didn't know anybody that was up there. And so I went and they had all these different stations and I just stood around and watched all the different things. And it was fascinating. So look for those nights in your local areas, find places that do dungeon stuff, find go on FetLife. It's a very common website. It's just FetLife.com. Get a profile. It's free. And look and see, there's just so much out there. And it can be as freaky deaky as you could imagine. There's some pretty freaky shit out there. Mm-hmm. But there's also just the softer side. There's sensualists out there that are their whole big thing is just to like, be so sensual that it's kinky, you know, that it just makes you calm even just thinking about the touches and the feels and the sensations and how great it is. That's how I describe myself in my pet life profile as a sensualist. As a sensualist. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm just trying to get a point across. And you'll hear us talking about it now a lot more in a lot of different ways, the different things that we like. If you've ever been on our Instagram account, you know that I enjoy rope work. It's called Shabari. And that was something I never thought I would ever do. As a matter of fact, Phoenix and I do rope work together. When I first met him and I saw him do that with somebody else, I turned to him and I said, you will never tie me up. <laughs> because I'd also just met him. And either, like you're saying, there was a big trust thing there. Mm. And I said, you will never tie me up. And I am nobody sub. So you are never going to treat me or talk to me like that or do that. And that's not our dynamic, but we do tie each other up. And so it wasn't that at all. It mm-hmm. turned into something totally different. And now I love doing that because it's an, it's very artistic to me. There are some shabari people, some rope work people who do it much more on the bondage side. That's not how I am. I like it for the art. I like, again, pushing my own boundaries physically. So there's just so many things. So you can even go on our Instagram account and see a couple pictures of those of us doing some suspensions and things like that. And you'll see a little bit more of that as we go on because it's not anything to be afraid of. And it is who we are and it's part of our journey now. Yes, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, other than it's, as you say, it is part of our journey now and it is continuing. And I think that we will in our next episode go one more on this Mm -hmm. and bring in Crimson Dragonfly and Phoenix Fire and have the four of us have another roundtable discussion. You know what? That's a really good idea. Yeah. And so they're the couple that we have developed Swinky Life with. Mm Mm-hmm. And Swinky Life is the intersection of swinging and kink and trying to bring those two communities together and finding the common ground between those communities. So I think it would be good for the four of us to just have a, a chat. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And talk about what we're doing at Naughty in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Talk about where we've come kink-wise. 
So I think that would be a nice uh, way to kind of put a bow on this beginning kink exploration. Right. Because they came into the lifestyle through the kink kink. because they didn't know how to get into it either. So they came in from the total opposite direction we did. We came in no kink, no BDSM. They came into it like that's all they knew. And then like, oh, shit, there's non-monogamy. That's so awesome. And that's why the swinky came along, the Mm -hmm. swing and the kink, because that's who we are. Yeah. We were the swinger side. They were the kink side. We came together. And it's, I mean, they were into swinging when we finally met them, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear those two different paths, those two different journeys. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's do that. All right. All right. We'll bring them in and we'll have a talk about kink and BDSM. We're going to have a four way again. <laughs> yes. We do that often. Yeah, we do. We do Including it well. last night. I know. <laughs> and we'll do it. We're going to do it in a few hours and <laughs> yeah. add some more. Yeah. Yep, that's the plan. So let's wrap this let's up because we up. have I places gotta, to go I know. and people we to take fuck. showers and yeah. <laughs> it's very rare that we're recording not at night. So yeah, we're going to Yeah, in fact, at the end of um, episode 34, which we just recorded, I said, good night, everybody. Well, yeah, you it's did. Like three o'clock in the afternoon. But that's <laughs> I'm just, sorry. I'm, they won't know until they listen to 35. Until they listen to this. What a dork. I'm sure they say that all the time anyway. Probably. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, We will continue to explore this dynamic. We will continue to talk about kink and BDSM. Um, When we have a little bit more flexibility, we'll be able to really focus and maybe even do some specific subjects and, Mm -hmm. and pick some things apart. But that's for the future. But yeah, so this is part of who we are now. And we are excited to welcome you into this part of our world that, again, we didn't even think anybody would ever listen to this podcast. So now we know that there are also people on the fence about this and they don't understand kink either. So we wanted you to hear what it was for us, how terrifying it was, how it wasn't so terrifying, and now how it's kind of actually cool Mm -hmm. and now how much we really like it. And now we advocate for it and teach about it. And it's empowering. Yes, absolutely. Or it can be empowering. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's it for us for tonight. Thanks so much for joining us or for today. See, I did the same Uh thing too. So thanks for joining us for today. Um, The normal run through the mill of the socials that you can find us on Instagram at Accidental Swingers or at Marina's Tristan. Mm -hmm. And then on Twitter, we are at Marina underscore Tristan, or you can always just search Accidental Swingers and that will show up. If you want to join our naughty discord group, going to naughty in New Orleans, if you're going and actually, you should sign up for our classes if you're going, by the way. Uh, when that schedule gets published, you can go in there and say, I'm going to attend a Swinky Life class. You can do that. Join our Discord group. You go to our website. The information will pop up about joining our newsletter. Or you can click on the Naughty New Orleans tab. And I believe the signing up for the Discord group is there. Or you can even just send me an email and say, hey, we're going to be at Naughty. We'd love to be in the Discord group. And we will send you an invitation to do that. Uh, and we're just all going to hang out and chat with each other and get to know each other before we all show up into NOLA at the first week of the first week of July. That's where we're going to be. I can't wait. I know. We're so yeah. excited. So wow. it's going to be a busy time between now and then. But, it, uh, yes, it will yeah, be. It's, yeah, but it's going to be awesome. So, mm-hmm. so um, reach out to us, find us, touch base with us, let us know your thoughts and ideas, and um, we will talk to you soon. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. Love this episode of The Accidental Swingers. Pop on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our show. And while you're there, you can leave us a review. You can also visit our website, accidentalswingers.com, to get show notes, read our blog, or find out about our next adventure. Join us next time and listen along as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The Lifestyle.